This is Tani Talks Radio this year, where we talk a topic for the week for the audience members to keep. We try to do it weekly, live, every week, same time, same place. Usually, sometimes we have to switch it around for various factors. But in honor of the upcoming holiday, the upcoming Yom Tov of Rosh Hashanah, of Rosh Hashanah coming up in just a few days, and also in recognition of the fact that Yom Kippur is coming up as well, I wanted to talk a little bit about that prayer shawl, that talus, that wonderful garment that many of us are privileged to wear, and if you're not privileged to wear, you should be Zoha this year to be able to start wearing it. Should, everybody should find the Zivugim, everybody should have their Yeshuas and Refuas and everything this coming year for only good. And everybody should be Zoha to Hashanah Tova Matuka, Teka Teva Teha Sim, La Altrachayim Shalom Tova Mulashalom. Everyone should have a wonderful year. So the prayer shawl, the talus, is a really wonderful garment. And usually on Shabbos we wear, especially in Ashkenazi culture, the married men wear it once they're married, obviously, on Yom Tov and Shabbos and during the weeks. Many people have two different ones. I myself have a weekly one that's blue, reminds me of the Shemayim, reminds me of my dad's talus I have as a Tara on my neck. And then I have the Shabbos one, which is like silvery gray and has a different Atara on it, a very plain Atara, but a beautiful Atara, and it has the large, I got the large one back in the day, my wife and I were searching for the right size, and it's a very cool material, hope it lasts many, many, many years, and the question is, why do we wear it, and how often do we wear it, how long do we get to wear it, not that we have to wear it, that we get to wear it, and as we come to Rosh Hashanah, we wear it almost the whole morning, you know, many Miyanim go for four hours, five hours, some people go six hours in Rosh Hashanah, many people in Yom Kippur go five, six, seven hours, and you wear this prayer shawl, you wear this talus for such a long time, it behooves us to think about what we're wearing, why we're wearing it, and what the significance of it. And if you don't get to wear a talus now, you can think about the talus cut and how it's a small miniature aspect of the talus gadol. It's the tzitzes that we wear every day, of course, reminding us of the 613 mitzvahs, the regular tzitzes with the ability to think about the gematria, the explanation of the word tzitzis, tzad yud, tzad yud, tov, that's the 600, we got 90 and 90, and we got 10 and 10, and we got the 400, that equals 600, and then the 8 strings folded over, and the, the knots add up to the ability to reach the 613. You know, we have 8 plus 5, and we have the 600, so we get 613. But the talus itself also is a greater representation. I like to think of the fact that we're wrapping ourselves, we're enconcing ourselves in Hashem's embrace. We talked about last time the talus, how we're literally life-saving ourselves with the life straps. The tefillin is a lifesaver. We wrap the tefillin around us, but we also wrap the talus around us, especially when we say the bracha. We wrap ourselves, and we could feel, almost feel the embrace of Hashem. And I want to point out to you what we say when we put on the talus gadol. Many people, when they hold the, the tzitzes, first of all, we say, Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, who sanctified us with his commandments regard, and command us regarding the tzitzes. May it be your will, Hashem, my God, and the God of my forefathers, that the commandment of tzitzes be as worthy before you as if I had fulfilled it with all its details, implications, and intentions, as well as the 613 commandments that are dependent upon it. And then, 
of course, we say the bracha on the tzitzis, or Shagisham says one of the, you know, on the tzitzis. But we talk about the barachinafshi also. When we put on the talis and we inspect the tzitzis, we're supposed to say the barachinafshi. Very interesting blessing, a very interesting paragraph to think about the translation. Bless, O my soul, Hashem. Hashem, my God, you are very great. You have clothed yourself in majesty and splendor, wrapped in light as with a garment, stretching out the heavens like a curtain. We know when Moshe is pleading for the, the life of the Bnei Yisrael, basically, after they sin with the golden calf, with Egel Azahav, Moshe pushes a little farther, a little farther. Show me your ways. Hashem says, you can't see my ways because no man can see my, my ways and live. So he says, I'll, I'll put you in a rock, in a crevice, in a cave, in a mountain. I'll show you my back. my back. And the sages say, allegorically, that Kivyachal... Moshe was watching Hashem as he went by, and they saw him wearing a talus, and they saw him wearing a tefillin, especially the back knot of the tefillin, whatever that means. Obviously, Hashem has no physical form, but somehow Hashem connects to us also with the tefillin and the talus, and the commentators talk about what is put into those tefillin. Obviously, they're not real, they're allegorical, they're metaphorical, but it's different relationships and connections to the Bnei Yisrael, Hashem's beloved people, and the talus wrapping us in Hashem's embrace, Kaviyachal. So we too have to wrap ourselves in the embrace of Hashem. We say Hashem Yichad as well when we put on the talus. For the sake of the unification of Hashem and His presence in fear and love to unify the name, Yudke with Vavke in perfect unity in the name of all of Israel, Harani, I am ready to wrap my body in tzitzah so that my soul, my 248 organs, and my 365 sinews be wrapped in the illumination of sitzes, which has the numerical value of 613. 600 for the gematria, and the 8 and the, and the 5 for the knots and the strings. Just as I cover myself with the talus in this world, so may I merit the rabbinical garb and a beautiful cloak in the world to come in the Garden of Eden. Through the commandment of sitzes, may my life force, spirit, Soul and prayer be rescued from the external forces. May the talus spread its wings over them, rescue them, like an eagle awaking its nest, fluttering over its young. May the commandment of sitzes be worthy before the Holy One, blessed is He, as if I had fulfilled it in all its details, implications, and intentions, as well as the 613 commandments that are dependent upon it. Amen. Selah. And of course, when we actually say the talus, we're about to put it on, we say, Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with His commandments and has commanded us to wrap ourselves in the tzitzes. And then there's a beautiful paragraph, Mayakar. How precious is your kindness, O God. The sons of man take refuge in the shadow of your wings. May they be sated from the abundance of your house. May you give them to drink from the stream of your delights, for with you is the source of life. By your light... We shall see light. Extend your kindness to those who know you and your charity to the upright of heart. So when we put on the talus and when we think about the talus, it's a very beautiful, almost esoteric in spirituality way of connecting to Hashem, of reaching out to Hashem, embracing ourselves with Hashem. The question is, can we think about a further aspect of the connection of the talus? You ever wonder why we wear the talus? Do you ever feel the real connection when embracing yourself in the talus? We can look further where the idea comes from. When we look at Bamidbar, we look at Perak Tedvav, we look at Pasuk Lamed Zion, Hashem says to Moshe as follows, Speak to the Jewish people, instruct them to make for themselves fringes. Tzitzes on the corners of their garments throughout the ages. Let them attach a cord of blue, tchelas, to the fringe of each corner. That shall be your fringe. Look at it, recall the commandments of Hashem. 
and observance that you do not follow your heart and eyes in your improper ways. Thus shall you be reminded to observe all the commandments and be holy to Hashem. Then further on, a few psukim later, a few verses later, I am Hashem your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God, I your God. Rashi points out, in between these psukim, you shall remember all the commandments of Hashem. The tzitzes will remind one of all the commandments because, as we said, the numerical value of the letters of the word tzitzes is 600. Tzadiyut, tzadiyut, tough, and there are eight threads and five knots in the fringes, like we mentioned, so that you have 613, which is also the number of the commandments of the Torah. Menachos goes further. In 43b, it is taught in a bryce of the Pusk tells us that you may look upon, excuse me, and remember all the commandments of Hashem and do them. This teaches that looking at the tzitzes leads to remembering the mitzvahs and remembering them leads to doing them. As Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochar says, anyone who is diligent in the mitzvah of tzitzes merits receiving the divine presence. It is written here that you may look upon it from Mamidbar in this paragraph, in this chapter, in Tedvav, in Lamitet. The Ebenezer goes further also in Bamidra explaining when it comes to thinking about the idea of a fringe, come to thinking about the part of it, it says the thread at the end was like the fringe. The other interpretation is the one which the rabbis transmitted. Now the first interpretation is nullified in the fact of the view that there are true witnesses to the second. The rabbis transmitted to us the law that this commandment applies to a garment that has four corners and that the tzitzes are fringes. The commandment states that everyone who has a four-cornered garment shall always cover himself with it during the day. And the idea of the Tchilas is a special creature, the Chilazon, pointed out in Menachos 44a. This Chilazon, the sages point out, which is the source of the sky-blue dye that used to be used in the ritual fringes in the, in the Tchilas of the Tzitzis, has different characteristics. Its body resembles the sea. Its form resembles that of a fish. It emerges once in 70 years, and with its blood one dyes wool sky blue for ritual fringes. For tzitzis, it is scarce, and therefore it is expensive, yakar. It's also beloved. It is taught in a bright so Rabbi Nassan says, There is no mitzvah, however minor, that is written in the Torah, for which there is no reward given in this world. Of course, Tavarm also points out in Parachaf Bet, Bet, making those tzitzis on the four corners of the garment, and it is repeated again to show us how beloved it is. We have detached the cord of blue to the fringe at each corner. Obviously, many people do the tehillahs, but we don't have the official, official account exactly of where the tehillahs comes from, so obviously many people don't do them. But Rameyer explains in Menachos 43b in Abraisa, what is different about the Chelas from all other types of color such that it was chosen for the mitzvah of the tzitzes? Why Tachelas and why from the Chilazon? What is special about this exact thing? It is because Tachelas is similar in its color to the sea, and the sea is similar to the sky, and the sky is similar to the throne of glory, where Hashem Kaviachal sits, Mahabdal, as it is stated, they saw the God of Israel, there was under his feet the like of a paved work of sapphire stone and the like of the very heaven for clearness this comes from Shemos Perakhav Dalad Pasuk Yud the Shulchan Aruch points out in Orachayim Yud Zayin women and slaves are exempt from marked tzitzis because it's a time dependent commandment the Ramah says if they wish to wrap in tzitzis say the blessing upon them then it's a different thing but really it looks like we 
think about this it is dependent on the person dependent on the time of day because you can't wear you're not supposed to wear tzitzes at night time it is a day dependent mitzvah you shall not wear the cloth combining wool and linen we also know from the Torah in Devarim 22 you shall make tassels on the four corners of the garment for which you cover yourself the Sifrein by member points out in 115 when Hashem speaks to Moshe saying that they shall make the tzitzes then everyone is involved in making the tzitzes, but to wear them, obviously it is the time-bound wearing of it for during the day. Hashem's command, Hashem's commandment to the Jewish people was that they wrap themselves and they enclose themselves and they're able, we need to encapsulate ourselves in the mitzvah, indelving ourselves and really involving ourselves in a mitzvah. It's very interesting when you have a mitzvah that is actually physical in nature. It's hard to connect on some level to a mitzvah that is not connected to any physical aspect in nature. When the woman light candles, you could feel the physical action leading to the spirituality. You almost feel like a metaphorical blue light going through the house when Shabbos comes upon us. When you light the Hanukkah candles, my favorite mitzvah, my favorite holiday, Jewish holiday of the entire year. When you light the candles, there is another physical motion involved. You wrap the tefillin, there's a physical motion involved. The talus, you wrap yourself in the garment. You're wearing this beautiful, beloved garment. A beautiful garment. You feel the mitzvah. When you wrap, when you shake the lulav and esrog in just a couple of weeks, here in fall 2023 almost, you feel the mitzvah. You're involved in the mitzvah. When there's a physical component, there's a very interesting way to be connected to the mitzvah there's a way to be involved in the mitzvah when it's actually physical in nature you think about matzah you have to eat the matzah and you're involved in that mitzvah also one that should be involved to make the tzitzes if they can i remember going to a tzitzes factory many 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 years ago i think they took us when we were very little i'm not sure if they take the kids also i believe in my kid in our kids school i think they bring them also one time maybe they definitely go to the chauffeur factory and the chauffeur factory comes to them so when it comes to that we also are able to be involved in that kind of a mitzvah. It's so nice to see how things are made. And my wife, also her students, saw the chauffeur. The chauffeur factory come, came as well. And when it's involved in the aspect, when there's a physical nature to the mitzvah, it's a way to connect to the mitzvah itself. It's a beautiful way to be involved in the mitzvah itself. Menachos talks about also in 42b and 43a how... Rav Yehuda would affix white and sky blue strings to the garment, and he would be involved in the blessing to wrap themselves in the garments with the ritual fringes. Being involved in making the mitzvah itself is also a beautiful thing as well. The Gemara talks about where does the idea of the, the tefillin and where does the idea of the tzitzis come as well? Do we see any allusion to it earlier on in the Torah? And there is a very interesting aspect to see a connection. Gemara Sota, 17a. Rav Rava taught, as a reward for that which our patriarch, for one of our avos, Avraham, the Midah of Chesed, which I find a big, big inspiration. Avraham says to the king of Sodom, after the war of the four and the five kings, Avraham obviously wins, Hashem is on his side, and they want to give him, you know, the spoils, the booty of the war, and Avraham says no, which is a real Kiddush Hashem, because Avraham is not doing it for any money or any ulterior motive. He wanted to save Lot and make sure that the right outcome came, that he did his, his Ishtadus. So he says to the king of Sodom that I will not take a thread nor a shoe strap, nor anything that is yours. This comes from Beratius, Paragadal, Pasuk Chaf, Gimel, distancing, distancing himself from anything not rightfully his. Because of this, because Avraham stood up to the task 
and it must have been a very major test not to have anything. He could have become even enriched and here even more rich through all these spoils from the war. Because of these two things, distancing himself from anything not rightfully his, in his opinion, his children and his descendants merited two wonderful mitzvahs, the thread of sky-blue wool worn on ritual fringes and the strap of the phylactery. So because of Avraham's response to the war of the four and five kings and distancing himself which from something that wasn't technically rightfully his in his opinion, the tzitzis came about and the tefillin came about. The Gemara asks, granted the strap of the factories and power benefited, we see that the people of the earth should be that, and it goes on to answer. But the main fo- focus point is that the, the tzitzis and the tefillin comes from the thread and the strap that Avram was talking about. And many generations later, generation and generation, generation, we make sure to have the threads in the right way and the straps in the right way. Obviously, the straps that's feeling like we talked about last time and the threads we're talking about now involved in the tzitzis. The Gemara and Shabbos also talks about that, interestingly, usually we talk about shotness, but there is an exception. Shotness, you're not supposed to mix two types of garments, two types of fabrics together, wool and linen. You have to check your suits and whatnot, or you get the suits to make sure that they're not involved in shotness last year or so when... We had this wonderful sale. We got normally form-fitting suits for myself. I had to make sure that they also weren't shot as we actually sent them out to a factory. Very fascinating, and it took a little while to get the results. But this also is a way to make sure. But in general, you're not supposed to have shotness, but there is an exception. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak also said that those statements of the Tana, of the school of Rabbi Yishmael, do not refer to the halachos of ritual impurity. They refer to another topic. In his opinion, the Tana of the school of Rabbi Yishmael came to say that just as the halachos of leprosy are limited to garments made from wool or linen, so to all garments mentioned in the Torah made from wool and linen. This comes to include the law of ritual fringes. The obligation of ritual fringes applies only to those materials. So you have wool and linen, which usually are not allowed to ever mix. It's like oil and water. But here in this mitzvah, it's come to go about in a different aspect. Gemara Melchus 42a, the Gemara relates that Rav Nachman found Rav Ada Barahava affixing strings to a garment and reciting the blessing that concludes to prepare ritual fringes. That sits Rav Nachman says to Rav Ada Barahava, what is this sitzes sound that I hear? This is what Rav says, ritual fringes do not require blessing when one attaches them to the garment. With regard to this, the Gemara says that he didn't agree with him, but interesting that the Gemara talks about making the tzitzes being involved in the tzitzes and even being in the mindset to try to be involved in it. And that's why even if your tzitzes unravel a little bit and you could tie them, you could tighten them, think to yourself how you're ensuring that they're even a better level, that they're even more affixed, that they're even more permanent, and they're even more involved to be affixed in the right way. They unravel very loosely, very easily, very quickly. I even tried getting for the kids many times different types of sitzes that are like glued, the knots are glued, the, the glue is not very strong, it comes off over time. Kids are very energetic, kids are very active, and that sitzes don't always hold up to it. But try to get what you can, and when you see that they get blackened, you know, we could try to wash them. We have a special tzitzes holder that we found, like a Jewish invention, I forget the name of it, very cool invention where you wrap the strings around and only the cloth is out. But even that doesn't do a great job. Try to replace them to be mahudra in the mitzvah we talked about on a different shear, a different time, how wonderful it is to beautify the mitzvahs as best as possible. If you're going to spend X amount on a door, on a window, on a car, on a house, how can we not spend X amount on a mitzvah? We're supposed to en- envision the mitzvahs and the Tashmishim Kedusha and mitzvah to be 
beautifully adorned, beautiful candlesticks, beautiful tefillin, beautiful tzitzis, beautiful talisim, make sure that they're cleaned every once in a while, especially when it comes back and they do a good job at the cleaner. It, it looks so nice and pristine. And of course, the, the kittel that you wear in Yom Kippur and, and Pesach, make sure not to show up in shul with stains all over it from when you had your Seder last year. Make sure to be involved in the mitzvahs and beautify the mitzvahs and make sure that they're in a really good way that you could see in the mitzvah, the beauty of the mitzvah. Menachos, again, 43b. The rabbis, they talk about the phrase that you may look upon it, which again comes from numbers, from Bamidbar, Tetvav, Lamet Tet, from which Rabbi Shimon derives that a nighttime garment is exempt. Again, the tzitzis is during the day when you could see it. In the older days, they didn't have electricity, they had candles, but when you're supposed to be able to be out and about and look and see it literally out and about. You look in it and remember. This teaches that one should see this mitzvah of, of the tzitzis and remember another mitzvah that is contingent upon it. What is another mitzvah that is contingent upon it? It is the mitzvah of the recitation of Shema. Going back earlier in Menachos 38a, the mission talks about that the absence of the sky blue tehela strings does not prevent fulfillment of the mitzvah of the tzitzis with the white strings. And the absence of white strings does not prevent the fulfillment of the mitzvah with the sky blue strings. If one only has one, he wears it without the other. Absence of the of the tefillin of the arm doesn't prevent the fulfillment of the tefillin of the head either. If you have one, you wear one. You wear what you can. You be involved in what you can. Even a minor should be taught about the mitzvah. Be mechanach about the mitzvah. Erech and Tubi talks about what is added by the statement of the Brisa, where everyone is obligated in the mitzvah of tzitzis. The Gemara explains this serves to add a minor who knows how to wrap himself in a garment. It is taught in a Brisa. A minor who knows how to wrap himself in a garment should be taught and is obligated in the mitzvah of tzitzis itself. Rashi from Bamidbar, when we talk about the blue-purple, the techelas, it's the blue dye obtained from the blood of this zone, this kind of a shellfish. And the tzitzis will remind a person of the numerical value of the letters of the word tzitzis. If you remember nothing else, it's that tzitzis stand for the mitzvahs of the Torah, all the mitzvahs of the Torah, with the strings, the knots, and the word itself. Tzitzis plus the strings plus the knots. gets 613. It literally reminds you of the mitzvahs reminds you of the commandments not to stray after anything or any anything but Hashem to follow in Hashem to follow in the path that Hashem tries to lead us on in our life. When a person is involved in a mitzvah, heavily involved in a mitzvah, it can lead him to do the mitzvah even better. And we want to make sure to be involved as much as we can in different mitzvahs in our life. How easy is it to get a pair of tzitzes and to put it on every day? The first thing you do when you wake up in the morning and you say some rachos, you put it on. And how easy is it to be involved in putting on extra mitzvahs when you daven, when you're zochah to at the right time in life with the tefillin and the talas, everyone should be zochah at the right time. And when you put on these tzitzes, it is literally equivalent to all the mitzvahs in the Torah, the Nadarim 25a explains. Because the fact that there's allusion to all the mitzvahs in the Torah, the 613 mitzvahs in the Torah with the word tzitzes and the strings and the knots, it alludes to the fact that the tzitzes is equivalent to all the mitzvahs in the Torah. If you would accept upon yourself all the mitzvahs, you accept upon yourself the mitzvah tzitzes, it's as if you were able to be macabre all the other mitzvahs in the Torah as well. It is equivalent to all the mitzvahs in the Torah. Menachos 43b talks about as well. You look at it, you remember, you think about the mitzvahs in the Torah. The Midrash Tanchuma points out in Shalach from 
these psukim in Bamidbar, when Hashem speaks to Moshe, talking about making the tassels, making the fringes, making the tzitzes, it's related to the idea in Tehillim, in Tzadi Zayin, in 97, light is sown for the righteous, or Zoru Alat Tzadik, Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for those with an upright heart. It says also in elsewhere in Yeshaya, the Lord desired because of his righteousness to magnify and glorify the Torah. Hashem I think we say this after Pirkei Avos. Hashem wanted their his righteousness to magnify and glorify the Torah. Hashem sowed the Torah and the commandments for the Jewish people in order to give them life in the world to come. He did not put a thing in the world concerning which he didn't give Israel a commandment. A simple way to do this is wearing the tzitzes itself. The Mishnah Torah talks about when talking about the tzitzes in chapter 3. At all times a person should be heedful of the precept concerning the tzitzes since it is equivalent to all the other mitzvahs in the Torah. Remind yourself and, re- and be reminded that Svarna teaches in Bamidbar that we are Hashem's servants whose commandments we have accepted upon ourselves. When we wear these fringes we should think about how Hashem gave a stamp on us confirming that we're one of his sur- subjects that we're loyal and we're royal and we are nobility that Hashem is our king we are the princes and we are the princesses in his land and in this life. Chuzguni points out in Bereshis, in Perak Tet Pasuk, Chav Gimel Shem and Yafes takes the idea to cover up their father after the incident of the Mabel, after Noach makes the, the vineyard. In response to the idea that Shem was having the initiative to try to, to make sure that Noach wasn't embarrassed and try to give him some dignity and some privacy and, and try to restore for him some respect in response to that the nation that descended from him was rewarded with the commandment to wear the tzitzes on four covered garments according to the statement in the Talmud and so to the origin of the commandment had been when Avraham refused to accept as much as a thread of shoelace but there is also this opinion that it was because of shame initiating the ability to give back some respect to his father Noah. Menachos 44a talks about anyone who does not have the tzitzes on his garments violates five positive mitzvahs because the mitzvah of the tzitzes is stated four times in the primary passage concerning the tzitzes in Bamidbar. They prepare themselves the tzitzes. They should put on the tzitzes of the corner. The Shulchan Aruch also points out in Arachayim but when they're made, they have to be spun for their purpose. The Ramah explains where Moshe Isolis, the premier Ashkenazi authority in the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch, of course, was written by Rabbi Yosef Karl, who is Sephardi. But the Ramah talks about how some authorities are stringent to even comb them for their purpose. The custom is to be lenient regarding combing. And the spinner should say at the start of the spinning that he is doing it for the purpose of the tzitzes, or he should say to someone else, spin them for the purpose, for the right purpose, otherwise they could be unfit. In the Gemara Nazir in 58a, they talk about putting the tzitzes on different corners, and it's the thread of the sky blue. The the phrase, the fringe on each corner, the tzitzes on each corner, indicates that they must be of the same type as the corner of the robe itself, upon which they must place the thread of sky blue. But it talks about you shouldn't wear diverse 
kinds of woolen linen. The juxtaposition of these two verses teaches that the tzitzes must be made from woolen linen, which is fascinating, really. We mentioned this earlier. Usually you have shadas. Usually you have something that you're not allowed to combine. Woolen linen, never the two, never the two shall meet. Never the twain shall meet. But here, in tzitzes, it's stafka supposed to be like that to show that it's Hashem's logic, Hashem's order, Hashem's direction involved in things we might not understand but it's Hashem guiding things which is really a lesson for life a lot of times we don't know what's going on a lot of times we don't understand what's going on we're not the ones in charge we're not the ones that have any say in the matter we just try to follow what Hashem gives to us and leads to us in our life in this world Yevamos Forby talks about now the school of Rabbi Shmuel taught that the mention of the woolen linen is superfluous, but it teaches that they are not prohibited in the case of the tzitzis. The reason is that Hashem specifically writes woolen linen. From here it is inferred that if that were not so, I would say that Hashem prohibits to, to mix these diverse things in the tzitzis. But here, obviously, it's pointed out in order to do so. Not to attach to the fringes, the tzitzis to one's garment is more culpable than to emit the blue thread. For the white fringes are everyone can get them, while the blue is not so easily obtained, especially in the olden days, especially it's so expensive. And that's from the Mishnah Torah by the chapter two of the tzitzis. The idea of looking at the tzitzis is supposed to remind us that it's a nobility thing. The Chizkuni goes further, talking about when you shouldn't go after your hearts. Whenever you look at the commandments, whenever you look at the tzitzis, remember that we are the servants of Hashem. We're not free to just follow nilly-willy, to just go off to any path, to just move to a whole separate continent and borrow our way, ourselves away and try to hide from the mitzvahs, God forbid, try to hide from the life that Hashem wants us to lead. Don't deviate from the commandments. Follow in Hashem's ways. It is called fringes. Why tzitzis? Rashi says in Bamedba because of the threads that hang down from it. And from Yechezkel too, he caught me by the curl tzitzis of my head. The word denotes something twisted as a thread or a curl. Another explanation is called tzitzis because of the command associated with it that you shall look at it. Similarly, looking mates it's from the lattice. The word denotes something looked at. Elsewhere, Menachos talks about that there are four passages in the Tefillin, which are the two passages in the Mezuzah and two additional passages. The absence of each prevents fulfillment of the Mitzvah with the others. Furthermore, the absence of even one letter prevents fulfillment of the Mitzvah with the Red in them. With regard to the Tzitzis, the four Tzitzis on a garment, the absence of each also prevents fulfillment of the Mitzvah with the others as the four of them constitute one Mitzvah. The same for Achinach in 386 talks about the root of the commandment. It's revealed in the Pasuk. It is in order that we always remember all of the commandments of Hashem. There's no better reminder in the world than carrying the seal of the Master on the clothes that one wears at all times, as a person is always attentive to his clothes. And this is what's stated in Bamedra, you'll recall all the commandments of Hashem. And that's how they say in Majashem Chuma that the word Tzitzis again alludes to the 613. Yiv almost points out further what we alluded to before. When it talks about to the, the diverse kinds of wool and linen together, you should make yourself the twisted fringes on the four corners, which you cover against yourself, despite the idea of usually wearing a shotness, which is not allowed, it is permitted and commanded to wear the tzitzes of diverse kinds. The sky blue dry, dyed threads of wool on linen garments shows that the positive mitzvah of the tzitzes overrides the prohibition of the shotness. The Orchaim talks about that the threads to 
be white symbolize Hashem's attributes of mercy and goodness in Bamidbar. Something traditionally symbolized by the color white. The color blue symbolizes God's mastery in the celestial regions, the heavens, the Shemaim, the sapphire under the throne, the Kisei Kava. Seeing the color blue is similar to the color of the sky. The number of threads is eight or four folded over. Also symbolize Hashem's holy name of four letters. Brachos 12 asks, Why was the portion of the tzitzis established as part of the part of Shema when its content is unrelated to that of the preceding portion. You know, we talk about Shema, accepting Kabbalah, Salmach HaShemayim, Ve'ahavta, you know, being close to Hashem, Bahaya, if you'll follow in Hashem's ways. And then we come to Vayomer, and we're kind of talking about something very different than the all aspects of, you know, accepting God's sovereignty. Then we talk about making tzitzes and seeing the tzitzes. Why is it there? Rabbi Yehuda Bar Chaviva says from Brachos 12b, the portion of the tzitzes was added because it includes five elements, including the primary reason for its inclusion, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the exodus from Egypt. The mitzvah of tzitzes mention of the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and the Kabbal Tzolach Ma'achushamayim, Kabbalas and Mitzvos, and mentioned against the opinions of the heretics really all combine and really are all fundamental things that we're supposed to recall and remember every single day of our life. Yushalmi points out in Talmud Brachos in the name of Rabbi Meir. It doesn't say you shall see it, but you shall see him. This tells you that anyone who keeps the obligation of tzitzes, it is as if you are admitted to the presence of Hashem's glory. This tells us that the tchilas is similar to the sea, the sea is similar to the grass, the grasses are similar to the sky, the sky is similar to the kisei covered, and the kisei is similar to the sapphire, to remind us ultimately of Hashem. The Kutar Maharan point out how there are even our segula sometimes involved in the tzitzes. It is segula for someone who is ill to gaze at the tzitzes. This is the hidden meaning of the verse. The Pasuk in Bereshis in Mem Chet. Behold, your son Yosef is coming to you. This is from my Parsha Vayechi, my favorite Parsha of the whole Torah, my Bar Mitzvah Parsha. Hineba Yosef Ba'elacha. For these words hint to the tzitzes, to the amount of strings, loops, and knots, as explained in the Preetz Chaim. That is, behold, your son, your beloved son Yosef, is coming to you, corresponding to the tzitzes as a result of which Yos Yisrael was strengthened. And Pesachim 113b reiterates what we said before. Someone who doesn't have the tzitzes, is not involved in the tzitzes, doesn't put the tzitzes on the talus, God forbid, seven are ostracized by heaven. One who does not have ritual fringes on his garment, one who doesn't have the tzitzes on his garment, that is someone who is ostracized by Hashem. So we need to make sure that we have the tzitzes, that they're correct, and that they're not falling apart, and that the knots are in a good place, and that they're not unraveled. They really unravel very often. And it's a good thing to make sure to check them all the time, every single day, to see if they're loose. Every Shabbos, I look at the one, the Shabbos one, and every every day I look at to make sure to see that there is good sitzes and the sitzes are in a good aspect and in a good way because we want to make sure that they're done in the best way possible. The Kuti Maharan in 8 also talks about the four sitzes, the corner fringes. The four sitzes correspond to the Ruach of life. As it is talked about in Yecheskel, Hashem talks about from the four directions comes the Ruach. It is through the tzitzes that the Ruach, Sa'ara, the Ruach of the opponents who militate against the true tzaddikim is subdued. Tzitzes have some sort of a power to be involved in helping us and embracing us and connecting us to Hashem and really connecting us to all the mitzvahs in the Torah. And Sota 22a talks about the sages taught, the Chachamim taught, who is an ignoramus, who is an Amaaretz ben Aze, says it is anyone 
who does not have ritual fringes on his garment. Anyone who doesn't have these sitzes in his life, these sitzes on his clothing. Rav Huna points out in Shabbos 23b, one who is meticulous in performing the mitzvah of the tzitzes merits a beautiful garment. And the talis itself obviously is a beautiful garment. There are many different types of talisim out there. We'll get to it in a minute. We'll get to it in a bit. But regardless, the talis should be a beautiful garment and should be upkept in a beautiful way as well. The Shulchan Aruch and Aruch Chaim 9 points out that some say it's necessary that the color of the tzitzes and talis are the same. And those who are particularly accustomed to practice this way, the Ramad says Ashkenazim are accustomed to make only white tzitzes, even for colored garments. And there's no need to change this custom. And the Ramban points out in it, Bamidbarm, he commanded the precept of tzitzes in order that they were a member through it, all of the commandments be involved in all of the commandments. So as we come and we see on Rosh Hashanah, we see on Yom Kippur, on Sukkot, we wear the talus for a long time. It behooves us to think about why we wear it, what we're connected to, how we can connect to Hashem, how we could be involved in Hashem. If you don't have a talus, it's very easy to get a talus. I'm not talking the ones that are like kid size or half size, but the one where you really can develop yourself in Hashem's embrace and Hashem's presence. It really feels like a beautiful garment, like a regal garment. It feels like a, a wonderful aspect to be a part of, and it should be fitted correctly, fitted properly. It shouldn't be slouching and falling off your shoulders, and it shouldn't be too small that it doesn't cover all the way. My talus, when I wear it, it really goes down to around my my uh, mid-calf, really around the knee area, and then the tzitzes go down from there. We want it to be that it fully envelops us. It's also nice to be so large so that when... We're able to do Birkas Konim at different types of the year, at different times of the year. We can really fit all the kids in it. We shall be zochah to have wonderful things and, and only good things in our life, and children and zivogim and only good things this year from now on. But we want it to be that it's a good size and it's a right size. And there are different types of material. There are heavier ones and there are lighter ones. There are ones that are anti-slip. There are ones that are this kind of a fabric versus this kind of a fabric. They also have different colors. Again, mine during the week is the one that I wear during the week, I mean, is a very interesting type of material. I think it is anti-slip. I don't remember the exact dimensions of it, but I know we got it from Keter Judaica in Brooklyn. Got the large, I don't think the extra large, got the large one for weekday and the large one for Shabbos. During the weekday is the blue one, which reminds me of Shemayim, reminds me of the sky, reminds me of Hashem, not that we have to be reminded, but it's a good, oh, it's a good sign, it's a good indicator to point out to us and then the one on Shabbos I want it to be a little more regal looking even it has the gray it has the silver and also has the white and it has a nice look to it it makes me feel like it's a, a noble garment wearing for Hashem being in his army of Hashem being in the soldier being a person trying to be involved in the mitzvahs and the Torah of Hashem and there are many types. I've seen green talisim, I've seen colorful talisim, I've seen even the rainbow gamut, but very, very common is the black stripe one. I'm not sure why, but that's the most common one. I've seen many people wearing the gray one, like I have some people wearing the blue one during the week. Again, I have my dad's atara, which is the, the neck piece that turns into the head piece, and it represents the different tribes, the different shvatim, which are represented in my bar mitzvah parsha, which is a nice connection. And these are things that we can think about how to connect to. The talus is really a beautiful garment, and Baruch Hashem, many of us are zolcha to wear it all the time anyway, but when we wear something and we get used to it, we take it for granted, we don't think about what kind of a beautiful mitzvah it is, what kind of an elegant mitzvah it is, if we can think about how 
we could connect to it. It's supposed to symbolize all the mitzvahs in the Torah. We're wrapping ourselves in the connection to Hashem, embracing to Hashem. We're trying to wrap ourselves in the 613 mitzvahs, Sadi, 90, Yud, to equal 100, Sadi, 90, Yud, to equal 200, and then Tav, to equal 400 plus 200, 600. And then the eight strings folded over into fours, and the five knots brings us to the 613, encapsulating the different mitzvahs and the Torah, encapsulating how we could connect to Hashem, how we could try to involve ourselves in embracing ourselves in Hashem's presence. It's no coincidence that many mitzvahs are done while wearing the talis. We just went to a bris the other day. The father of the child a lot of times keeps on the talis and the tefillin, especially when it's done early in the morning because you're accruing more mitzvahs, more zechuyos, more segulos, as this beautiful mitzvah is done for the son entering into the bris of Avram Avinu and becoming a full-fledged Jewish child. When we take the lulav and the esrog, we are wearing the talus, whether during the week, and it's the weekday talus if you have one, whether it's on Yom Tov itself, when you're wearing the Yom Tov talus if you have one, or either way, the talus itself. And during a regular weekday, we wear the talus and the tefillin, combining the two together, doing more mitzvahs together, along with davening tefillah to Hashem. Interestingly to think, during nighttime, we can't wear the talus when we're lighting Hanukkah candles, which again is my favorite mitzvah, my favorite holiday of the whole year, because it's a time-bound mitzvah. You can only wear it during the day. Wouldn't it be fascinating if you light the candle in the shul during the day, which many shuls do, while you're wearing the talus, while you're davening, while you're wearing the tefillin, accruing all the mitzvahs at the same time, accruing all of these things at the same time. How many other mitzvahs can we be involved with wearing the tefillin? How many people wear the talis while making kiddush after davening? making the brachos, we're supposed to have the 100 brachos a day, which is a rem is a hint from David Amalach in Tehillim talking about the way of connecting to Hashem. But the talus is a way to connect to Hashem, to embrace to Hashem, wrapping ourselves in Hashem's embrace, connecting so many mitzvahs to be involved in wearing the, the talus. When is the only time we wear a talus at nighttime? Unless you're the chazan on Simchas Torah when we lane at nighttime and you're getting an aliyah at nighttime, which is a very interesting, unusual occurrence, only happens once a year. Everybody wears the talis and the kittel on Yom Kippur night because we're elevating ourselves. Usually it's only a time bound thing, it's only during the day. Men wear it only during the day, usually, but Yom Kippur, we transcend the usual which is fascinating also. God willing, next time we're going to talk about Yonah and Yom Kippur, fascinating connections and correlations. But just a sneak peek, we think about Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, in many aspects, we're going above the mundane. We're going above the usual occurrences. Of course, many things are forbidden. You can't wash your hands fully. You can't eat. You can't drink. No leather. These are things that are comforts and usual for a human, but we're trying to be like Malachim. We don't eat, we don't drink, we daven almost the whole day. And when we're trying to emulate the Malachim and we're wearing this kittel, which is symbolic of, we don't know what an angel looks like, but it's symbolic of a, a higher spiritual plane, a higher spiritual presence, and a higher spiritual existence, we wear that talus too, even though we're usually not allowed to. Even though you were usually not supposed to because we're connecting to Hashem, we're embracing Hashem, it's the final judgment and we're coming before Hashem and we're symbolically showing that we're hopefully 
cleansed spiritually, cleansed ritually of all sins, of all blemishes. So it's fascinating to point out to think that's the only night of the whole year that we wear the talus. Usually it's only during the day, and usually it is when we're involved in the different mitzvahs. When we take the lula, we take the esr, we take the harat, dasim, and the aravos, four different mitzvahs right there, unless you think of it as a whole mitzvah. Wearing the talus also in shul, and moving around, doing the hakafos, being involved in those things. So when we think about the talus, we're connected to the talus. Remember, it's a special garment. It is a special connection. And if you don't have a talus gadol, you can have the talus katan and think about the beautiful connections, the beautiful prayers, the beautiful aspects that we're mentioning. How precious is it to be connected to Hashem, where we want to drink of the delights that is in this world from Hashem, that we're sanctified with this beautiful commandment to wrap ourselves in tzitzis, how we're sanctified to try to connect all of our body to the tzitzis, to the 365 sinews, to the the 245 organs, where we're thinking about this garb, this beautiful rabbinical garb, this beautiful cloak that we wear in this world, that hopefully will be zochah to have in the next world, in Olam Haba, where we hope to merit in the presence of Hashem being involved in such a thing and we wrap ourselves in the tzitzis that we should also wrap our soul and our body and ourselves in serving Hashem and being involved in, a, in the, the commandments of Hashem and involved in chesed and Torah and mitzvahs day in and day out. Obviously, we are human even though on Yom Kippur Day we try to transcend that. Obviously, we're not perfect but we try to do what we can to direct our life in a way to be involved with Hashem. We embrace ourselves. The talus is really symbolic, showing that we're trying to embrace our life, to connect to Hashem, to be in a wonderful embrace with Hashem every day. So as you take out the talus, you take out the tzitzes next time, tomorrow, the next day, the day after that, try to keep it in pristine condition. Try to upkeep it in a beautiful condition. Try to understand that we're connecting to the 613 mitzvahs using the acronym, the allegory to the tzitzes and the strings and the knots. And we try to connect ourselves to Hashem. And hopefully we'll be all zochah to merit the divine presence. Hopefully we'll all be zochah to have a shana tova umetuka, a beautiful year, a good year, a sweet year. And I wish all of us, myself, including my wife, my kids, our family, our friends, and the whole world, included, l'shana tova l'alter chaim tova a good year, a peaceful year, a beautiful year. I wish all of us, I bless all of us, to be inscribed and sealed in the Book of Life this year. Many years on Mevas Mishana, everyone should be zochah to have a Yeshua, whether to be to find the Zivuk, to have a child, or to have a refuah. Any type of issue, we shall be zochah to have it this year. We shall only know from good things to be zochah to wonderful things, and may we all be zochah to merit the third base image for the speedily coming of Mashiach speedily in our days, and may that day, in fact, be today. This has been Tani Talks Radio, where we talk a topic for the week for the audience members to keep, and I'm your host, Tani. <laughs>